The podcast bringing artists closer to you. It's Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Hello again, everybody. I am DC. It is Back to the Arena, The Interviews. And I have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, my good buddy, Alessandro Del Vecchio, is back once again. Uh, we talked to him before about his great music with Edge of Forever. We've talked to him about the Steel Bars, a tribute to Michael Bolton album that he helped put together. And today he's back to talk to us about the album Ritual from Edge of Forever that dropped on October 13th. And we're going to have an extended interview with Alessandro. So stick around. Back to the arena. The interviews is right on the way after this. Back to the arena. The interviews. My favorite guest is back as his band Edge of Forever has released another amazing album with the release of Ritual. And I can't wait to talk about the music. So, Alessandro Del Vecchio, welcome to Back to the Arena. Ciao, DC. I'm very glad to be here again. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, first and foremost, I want to ask about your health. I've seen on social media you posted about some things, and I, I want to make sure you're okay. Well, I'm 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 better now. It's it's still not solved. You know, unfortunately, when you have uh, chronic kidney disease, it's like you know, it's uh, it's a long path. Uh, thank God I'm stage three. So, I mean, I, I risked losing my kidneys, but thank God we avoided that. And I uh, already had uh, my first operation, but it's going to be like four operations uh, wow. in the winter. So, yeah, I had to step back from live activities uh, in the winter. And uh, I still have three shows at the end of uh, October and beginning of November. But then I'll just, you know, keep it super easy until March, April, when the touring season starts again. And uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it is the wrong time for Edge of Forever because we're coming out with a record in October. Really, you know, tour around release date, but we have shows next year. So I'm confident that uh, we will, you know, save the the good time anyway for next year. Yeah, well, that's perfect. Uh, How is that? Little baby is uh, she like twelve now? Yes, he's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, nine months head into ten months, but is almost almost ready to walk, and uh, is crawling like started crawling like three months ago. So and now he's a professional crawler in the house, like super fast, and we think you know the the walking will come very soon. Yeah, that's when the trouble starts. It already started with the crawling, but uh, I guess when you're a father, it's like every little step, it's more trouble. So you're condemned to trouble after trouble. Yeah. Wait till they get to be a teenager. Then the- <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what everybody says. Oh, this is nothing. Wait for the teens here and up, you know, from 18 on, that's going to be all massive and worries. Yeah. That's all worries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I was a worry for my parents too. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's the curse. <laughs> yeah. well, brace yourself. So, um, as always, uh, you know, my best wishes to you. Uh, we both have health issues, you know, to fight through. So I wish you the best on that, but on to the rock, uh, my friend, you promoted this ritual album when you were on a few months ago, talking about the steel bars project. Uh, and you weren't lying about how good it was. I was lying. <laughs> 
No, I said you weren't lying. Ah, okay. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I was going to say it sucked. No, no. I mean, it's, uh, well, I thought I was lying because it's very good. Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, honestly, it's not, you know, I know that every artist is always, you know, praising the last album, but I do really believe that, um, that uh, Edge of Forever as a band has grown a lot uh, up from, from Native Soul. And you can really hear the evolution of the band. We, we're, we're getting tighter. We're getting more personal. We're, you know, we're, we're really starting to sound like us. We're starting to sound like, oh, that's Edge of Forever. That's the trademark that the band has. And we're, you know, we don't fear any new element. We don't fear, you know, pedal to the metal on every arrangement that we want to put on. We're heavier, we're tighter. In my opinion, the songs are much better because it's the full band working on these songs. It's not just me writing songs, hoping that the band can translate what I have in my head into, you know, onto tape, but it's the whole band working and and it shows and and we've done lots of shows supporting uh, our our previous album Seminole and uh for ritual really the sound came out naturally like that you know some of the some of the reactions we've had it's like oh my god you guys don't sound like a hard rock band anymore you're more like a metal band which yeah. i don't think we are but i can understand that there's more heaviness to our music but but that really reflects the way we play on stage cuz i mean in the studio you can kind of tame and create your own sound if you want but on stage there there you cannot lie so we're doing vice versa we're we're playing the 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 songs as a band and if they sound heavier they sound heavier we just accept that because that's the nature of us as musicians playing together yeah i mean it's a great album and i want to start with the first single the title track ritual now there are seven parts uh on the album uh for the album ritual but you released part one as the first single tell me uh why you did that and uh, about the beginning of this uh this uh seven song what do you what do you call it a seven song uh ending to the album so the the you know even with with uh Seminole, we did uh, you know the 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 title track was 11 minutes split into four parts and uh we we already did that you know in our previous album but on this one we really went like okay we have to go ballistic you know on this <laughs> this idea because that's that's where i think we shine the most when we start entangling ideas and arrangements and we uh, we create a whole full circle from start to finish. And it's 20 minutes, which is the end, basically the end of the story of uh, the concept behind ritual, because I'm, I'm, I'm talking about these two twins that are basically separated at birth, sent to residential schools and uh, where they have to learn to be uh, civilized, so they cannot talk their their own language. They cannot use their own clothes. They have to look like good white Christians, you know. And uh, uh, and uh, the it's a brother and a sister, and the brother uh, really takes it as a revenge against 
the Western civilization. So the whole uh, youth is like fighting against uh, the residential school system. And he's able to escape from uh, from the fire, literally from the fire, escaping from being burned alive. And that's when right, uh, ritual part one starts when he's able to escape from the fire uh, because he sees that as his uh, baptism is saved from slavery by fleeing from the residential residential school. And he's like looking and searching for his sister all over the world because he doesn't know where she is. And on the other hand, the sister is looking for him, but in a different way, she embraces the new culture that they're uh, forcing on her, but she is secretly, she's, she keeps uh, uh, talking her language, not forgetting her culture. And that's when the whole story really begins because that's when the search of the, you know, the, the two siblings starts. And that's why I wanted to have it as the first single. And also because, uh, if we would have gone with the second single as first single, we would have uh, come out with a song that uh, you can ex expect from Andrew Forever in a sort of way, while Ritual has this, you know, epic, dark, uh, uh, you know, mid-tempo, almost like a like a Dio Black Sabbath song. Mm -hmm. and uh, And we wanted to come out with something different and it's going to be even more different when we come out uh come out with the third single because we're coming out with uh uh free in my wheel this uh friday when the record is released which is a you know it's a it's a double bass uh fast power hard rock power metal song with lots of solos so it's uh, it's a, a completely unconventional into the hard rock and aor world nowadays so we pick the singles uh to show off our strength what the what the strength of the album is it's heavy it's deep it's uh the the lyrics are are deep and and it takes lots of work to in my opinion to listen and and to understand all the layers in this album and we didn't want to you know to have the first single you know the most commercial one or the easiest one. And we said, okay, we, we give, you know, a, a perspective on the record first, then we come out, come out with uh, uh, a song that's more what people think they're going <laughs> to hear on the record. And then we surprise them with another one. And, you know, and basically that is going to be our, you know, our future, you know, writing, writing something that's out of the scheme in the hard rock world still retaining you know the the song structure where you want to hear the chorus that has to be anthemic and melodic but uh we want to write we want to write with freedom and we want to represent the band uh in all our strength
from Edge of Forever, a great song from those guys. And Alessandro, I think your voice was made for melodic rock. Uh, the way you sing on the chorus is just so powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, you know, um, I, I will never be able to escape that because, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I remember the first time that I heard the singer and I was like, wow, that's out of the world. That that was Jimmy Jamie's. Yeah. So I would always be uh, tending to sound to to sound like that, but on the other hand, I I think that that's gonna be that's our strength because we're melodic, but the music is like heavy and you know drum, bass, and guitars are 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 pounding you know to to the groove, and uh, I don't I don't think there's another band doing that in our genre which is you know i hope hopefully people will will love that but i really think it's our it's our strength yeah i mean yeah jimmy jameson i mean even the baywatch song that he did you know was was amazing and it was one of the only reasons that i ever considered watching baywatch because it was a dumb show but the the songs that he did were amazing i mean honestly still Still today, every time that I listen to a song like I don't know, 
a man against the world or you know the search is over yeah it's that's you know that's you, you cannot get uh you know more unique and and vocally amazing than that you know and and i've i've always been attracted to singers that could that could really uh put their soul into the songs and into each line and and tell a story uh steve perry and jimmy james and lou graham in in our genre i think they're the best examples not because they were the most successful but they were successful because they could tell a story and then they're you know singers that can translate a song to the people and talk to everyone with their voices will always win because that's going to be universal and i mean think you know burning heart such a it's a simple song lyrics are you know are okay it's not it's not the divine comedy you know it's it's okay it's okay rock and roll cheesy enough to be cheesy and enough to be not too cheesy to be you know commercially super cool yeah. but the way the vocals are locked into the song and talk about this burning heart you know people will will always relate to that and uh so i that's my mission with edge of forever is really to combine the soul and the passion that a melodic rock singer can have with the heaviness of a band in 2023 I don't want to sound like a band from 8084. I mean, the the AOR and hard rock world is full of nostalgia for that. We're not able to play like that because we're a different band. Yeah. And I accept and I welcome that. And I see it as a resource to be more unique. Yeah. Well, I accept it too. Uh, I want to get back to talking about these seven uh, parts of the ritual uh, I want to dig briefly into the other six ritual songs, if you don't mind, starting with part two, uh, Revert Destiny. Give me the 60-second uh, description of that song, if you can. Well, that song is, uh, I wrote it with uh, Nick and uh, Aldo, and it all started from the the riff. And Aldo was like, I don't know, probably that riff is too heavy, but listen to this. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds like a modern version of Sleep of the Tongue by Whitesnake. And uh, and um, then uh, Nick uh, came up with uh, the the melody for the verse, and uh, uh, and it's one of my uh, it's one of my favorite songs from the album because it really shows the heaviness and the intricate parts of uh, the arrangements because the bass drum and guitars and bass are like locked in doing you know crazy figures and uh and uh and and it really it really shows like the new edge of forever if we want to call it like that okay well then after that comes taunting souls uh one of my favorite songs that has that great acapella start and then kicks into some great rock uh tell me about taunting souls well uh, you know that song uh the 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 acapella part came after we wrote the song, because uh, I didn't have the intro, the song had to had to start originally had to start with the riff, but then I was like, mm, "Let's give an element that's only there for 13, 15 seconds, and it's never repeated again. It's fifteen unique seconds that are gonna define the song, and call 
for the next a cappella part, which is the song after yeah. that, and uh, and uh, uh, and and start showcasing this, you know, the the multi layer vocals that we always feature in our records, but on ritual we've. We've been featuring that even more. So tell me about that part for Baptized by Fire. Um, t- tell me about the meaning of that. So Baptized, uh, uh, um, uh, that song is about literally what was happening in residential schools with uh, the Native Americans. Uh, it's a, I don't know if how how big the story is in North America, but... It, it was really a genocide that happened towards the native uh, nations and literally the kids that were that were not ready to be civilized and be Christianized and be, you know, uh, uh, taken away from their culture were literally burned alive. I mean, like a Holocaust. And yeah. uh, that song talks about this kid getting so close to the fire and being able to escape from that, that he felt like he was dying and the escape was a new, was a new life, was the meaning, the purpose to get to a new life and, and be who he was born to be and and be proud of, of his uh, roots, of his culture, his language, the way he looked and, uh, and literally talks about, uh, it's almost like a like a metaphor to when something really bad happens to your life that you realize that life is just one. You don't have so much time to please the world, and you start being yourself. You start going like, okay, I have to be myself. I don't have I don't have too much time to be something else. I just want to be myself. And literally, those kids were dying in the fire, but it was able able to escape from the fire, and in a sort of way, get baptized and, you know, and get a new life out of the residential schools. Well, when did rock become so deep? Well, well, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm 44 and, uh, and I'm not able to, you know, if I, if I have to be cheesy and, and I don't want to say cheesy in a bad way, but if I have to be a light you know, not too deep and, 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 you know, please the housewives. I don't want to be the singer singing that. So I can write that for somebody else. And I'm not able, I'm, I don't think I'm the best doing that because I'm not able to write like that. But if I have to write for an example, Hardline's Fever Dreams, which is, you know, a, a great song that really started off my career as a songwriter and producer. Uh, and I still love it, but you know, I don't feel like singing fever dreams, you know, and, and, you know, and whatever rock and roll BS, I feel like I, I, my mission as, as a singer is to bring forward a message that's deeper. And I want to be a deeper artist, you know, a a cooler artist and, you know, being able to, I don't know, carry a message that's, uh, that's, that goes beyond what we see normally to, to, uh, to install in 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 the people listening to my music, install in their minds and their souls and their hearts a reflection, a different reflection on the perspective that they have on the world, 
And uh, and yeah, it's not really rock and roll, but you know, Jeff Forever is not a rock and roll band. It's uh, it's uh, you know, we really became something different. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's in, being deep is in a bad way. I'm just saying it's no, 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 no. It's amazing, I know, I know. you know. I mean, back in the late '80s, you know, all the songs were about partying and picking up chicks. I would have been, I would have been without job, without a job. <laughs> you would have been like, what are you talking about, man? You know, but but I think it becomes. It really, it really gets down to the to the evolution as a, as a musician that that I had in in you know all th- all through the years because I've been writing songs for uh, professionally for twenty plus years and I'm you know I'm not able to do that you know even I don't know uh, iconic or Revolution Saints or this or that all the records that I've been working on. I'm not able, you know, sometimes when I hear some of the lyrics, I just, you know, it makes me cringe, <laughs> but not because I, I don't respect. I mean, I respect um, a lot of people that are able to write super easy lyrics, you know, you know, and, and being able to, to yeah. make a hit out of it. I'm not, I'm not able to do that, to do that. And I, and I think it's not my strength. I need to tell a story. I need to, you know, to dig deeper into reality to yeah. write. I mean, that's awesome that, that you could do that. So uh, parts five uh, and the final two parts, uh, I'm not going to have you explain them because I know you like people to listen to the songs. Uh, but part five was another, you know, banging rock song, Ride the Wings of Hope. Uh, great song on that. And then, you know, then the last two comes up. So, I mean, it was it was great. And I see that another band has done that. Uh, recently with their new album they have three parts on their album at the end um so you're, you're starting a trend okay what's what's the what's that band it's atlas's new album um let's see what i see if i got it right here it's the uh, built to last from atlas they have three oh. uh songs it's it's not the album title like yours is but they have three parts uh a three-part song on their new album it's a good trend it's a really good trend <laughs> <laughs> started by the master Nah, I mean it's it's just gonna make, <laughs> it's just gonna make the, the 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 music or music or genre more interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the song "Where Are You" uh, was the second single. It also kicks off the album. Um, tell me about the meaning of that uh, song. Is uh, that one's probably a little more less uh, deep than the ritual songs? I'm guessing, but you never know with you because I. Uh, yeah. Yes and no, because that song is you know is when the the brother realizes that they've been uh they've been separated and that's where he starts asking himself you know where where are you talking to his sister where's my sister where's my where's my life where's where are my roots where where's my language where where are my clothes where's my where's my being myself and that is a that is a shout out to even what happened in the last years, I mean, where we've been put into a whirlpool and, you know, and we have COVID and wars and this and that. I mean, and and we we don't know, we don't know where where where's our path anymore. I mean, if if honestly, I I I I can challenge anyone waking up, looking at, you know, outside the window, looking at the world. And you know, you see, you know, what happened in Israel a few days ago, or you know, Ukraine and Russia and Crimea and and you know and uh, everywhere, and you know, and and it's like, okay, where where are we? 
you know it's uh, it's it shouldn't be where are you because that's directed to a person but it's a metaphor for our own identity are where are we you know are we you know uh you know are we humans in need of engaging always in 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 bad things in things that don't elevate our us as as beings you know because if if we could look the 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 you know you the, the man you know if we could look mankind at mankind from space from the outside we would be like oh my god these are you know what a strange race you know killing each other like crazy and destroying their planet and I mean, that's you know, that's you know, where are we? Where are where where where's where's our our real nature? You know, and that is the metaphor. Where are you? Because you know, the brother was shouting to to himself, "Where are you? Where's my where's my sister? Where's everything that I could relate to?" And honestly, in my opinion, if we look at you know, without any bias to the world, but there's no direction. You don't know what's wrong or right. I don't, you know, honestly, as a as a spiritual person, I don't know what's wrong or right anymore. I don't have an opinion anymore. If I look at the world, I'm like, wow, I don't know which side I should stay at, uh, should stay on because it's all it's all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, you know, so that is a metaphor of of what's happening in the world. Yeah, I guess you just have to choose either the wrong side or the less wrong side. Yeah, or yeah, they're both wrong. I mean, when there's there's violence, there's uh, the, you know, when something wrong happens on one side, it's gonna be wrong on the other side as well. I guess that we've learned that. You know, sometimes you have to do the wrong thing to make it right, but still you're doing a wrong thing. So it's it's very difficult to you know to pick one side. Yeah. Well, I also want to ask about one more song. I know we've talked about a lot of songs, but the last one uh, probably is my favorite song on the album. I love your vocals. I love the riffs. Uh, Indulge me and tell me about the last one. Okay, so the last one, uh, we wrote that song um, uh, with, I wrote the chorus first, you know, so uh, I had this kind of line. And I was like, okay, that that sounds perfect with, you know, last one as the tag, as the tagline of the chorus. Cause, you know, because uh, the 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 basically the brother, when he realizes that, you know, is you know, fighting against the residential schools uh system, he has to he has to realize that he might not he might not find his sister. He might not. Uh, get back to his life. So for for a certain period of time, he thought he was the last one. He was the last one speaking his language. He was the last one carry on, you know, the torch of his culture. And uh, and I guess uh, everybody can relate to that song because sometimes I really wake up and I'm like, am I the last one seeing those things? And realizing that there is this is wrong am i the last one doing that and um and uh you know it's my it's my feeling sometimes when i wake up i'm like oh my god where's compassion where's empathy where's you know the all the good you know will where's gone am i the last one trying to make this place a 
uh, this world a better place. I'm actually, I'm not the last one, but sometimes I guess we feel alone, you know, and if we, uh, if we try to fight this big evil that we see that's surrounding us, you know, it's like a David against Goliath kind of struggle yeah. every day. Cause you know, we're, we're all trying I'm not saying that people are bad. We we all have our mission and we are, we're all trying to make it good. We're all trying to bring, you know, bread on the table of our families and be good people, but it's impossible not to make wrong actions. We're we're meant to make mistakes, to evolve, to go on and stuff. We need mistakes as well, but that's uh, it's tough to realize and to accept. Here is one of my favorite songs off of the Ritual album. This is the last one from Edge of Forever. I'm back to the arena, the interview. In this strange town, I'm just a survivor.
More with Alessandro Del Vecchio when we come back on Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's Back to the Arena, the interviews with DC the DJ. Hey there, it's me. I'm DC, back with Alessandro Del Vecchio. And Alessandro, when you were on the show last, uh, you talked about how you love the cover of the new album. Uh, tell me briefly about the design. So I had a completely different design. And um, and uh, you should see my, ske- my, my sketches are like, uh, you know, kindergarten level sketches, <laughs> like... Like well, this. you can't be good at everything. Uh, well, I no, <laughs> not drawing. And uh, I sent it to uh, to Stan Decker, who's been our cover art our artist for you know the last three records. And and I said, "Oh, Stan, I have this idea," and blah blah blah. And he was like, mm, "I don't know if that's gonna work because that's gonna look too much like the other covers." And the and 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 I said, "Okay, I'm gonna send you the record." You listen to the record and let's let's see what happens. And uh, he came up with you know like two three days after that with the cover, and I was like, oh my god, that's it's perfectly fit in the story because you got this wolf like you know howling to the moon, and it's all in tribal drawing. It looks like it's been painted on on stone on a stone. And, uh, and it, you know, it really talks about the last one. It's the last one, you know, howling to the last wolf howling to the moon. And it really talks about the, the record, in my opinion. Because it's all, it's very, it almost looks like it, it could be in a museum. And it's a drawing that you could find in a museum. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look at the wolf, like you said, because I thought maybe there was something inside the wolf that I, I was like trying to squint to see if there was... Uh, something designed in the album? Oh, there's, there, no, there's nothing. It's just the wolf and the moon and, you know, like uh, the land. It's just it's simply as that, you know, and also on the backside, you see it's the wolf and the moon. Okay. It's uh, it's the brother, the brother and the sister. Okay. You know? I, it's, I didn't uh, see it's, the back on the, uh, on the link yeah. they give me. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, and uh, originally, I guess Julio from Frontiers was like, "Oh, you should put some designs in the wolf." I was like, "No, no, it's it has to be simple because the story is very simple." And uh, yeah, it's just the brother and the sister, you know, calling to each other. Well, I'll have uh, I'll be able to see the back of that when I get my autograph CD to add to my collection. You should. <laughs> So now you have another project going on uh, with Michael Sweet. Uh, talk about that, if you could. Yeah, that is that it. That really came as a surprise during the pandemic uh, when I wrote uh, the song "Push Through," which was meant to be a Frontiers All Stars uh, song for the pandemic, and I sent it to Michael, and we've never worked together before. We obviously knew each other. And and I wrote an email. I said, Michael, I would would you like to sing on this song? You know, it's a. I think the world needs a massive positive message in this moment. And he heard the song and he said, Yes. I say yes. Only if we do a record together. And I was like, What What do you mean? He was like, I want to do a sweet Del Vecchio record. I want to do something like this melodic, where I can showcase my melodic writing and singing. And I want to make it right. I'm just, I don't want to rush it. Uh, it took almost 
three years to write the songs and to produce it. We took really, we took it like we put lots of time into doing this. Uh, first, because I, I, you know, I knew that people would, would have been like, you know, ready with, with a rifle, you know, pointed at us. You know, Michael Sweet goes back to melodic rock. It has to be good. And second, I really wanted to make it special for Michael. And uh, and we were both we were both like mesmerized during the process. We we're like, oh, with, I want to fall in love with these songs, and that's that's why it took so much time to do it because we really wanted to make it like exceptionally good. And, and when does that come out? When can people expect to get that full album? Uh, that's gonna that's gonna come out next month, November. Okay. And, uh, I might be wrong. I think it's November seventeenth, and okay. uh, and uh, yeah, and we have a new single coming out in the coming days, and it's uh it's it's I can promise you, it's not that I want to praise my 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 records, but that's a very that's a very cool record. Uh, Michael sings like you know is Michael Sweet one of the best singers in the world, and the songs are cool. We wrote. We wrote songs that are very cool. They're deep. They're spiritual, obviously, because if you put together Michael Sweet and and myself, it's gonna be like you know who's gonna dig deeper, deeper. But uh, uh, we we had a great lyric writing partner in uh, Giancarlo Floridia. Then we I brought with 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 me Michele San on drums, and I play all the instruments but drums on the record, and that really. It wasn't meant to be like this, but Michael was like, when he heard the demos, the final demos, he was like, no, man, we're not going to change these guitars. And I was like, what do you mean, Michael? We need a real guitarist. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a real guitarist. And he was like, no, Ale, I'm talking as a guitarist. We're not going to change the guitars on these, these songs. And I was like, no. So I I went and recorded uh, the songs with another guitarist. <laughs> And I was like, oh, he's gonna like it more. And uh, he, he came back and he said, Ale, no, I <laughs> I really want you because you're 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 nailing the nature of these songs, the soul of these songs. And uh, so for the first time, I'm I'm the lead. Uh, I mean, the guitarist, and especially the lead guitarist on the whole record. And I've heard that from other people that I've had on the show that you'll send them a demo of a song, uh, and they said it's basically done when they get the demo. Oh, you know, it's the way it's the way that I like to write because, you know, sometimes, you know, when I write a song, I have the whole song in my head. And it's not like I'm sending, you know, if I'm required to write just the melody, you know, it's just piano chords and the melody and then somebody else is going to do the arrangement. But, but in our genre, I guess, at, at least for myself, when I, when I write a song, I have, the full vision of the song. And uh, that's why I always say that I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a demo guitarist. I'm a demo bass player. I'm a demo drummer because I, 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 uh, out of, first of all, I like to play these instruments, but uh, it really, uh, uh, I really had to learn how to write this, how, how to play these instruments because I had this uh, need of writing the songs and write them completely. You know, they write them done. And sometimes I send the demos and they're like, 
oh my god we can only we can only just replay that it's all it's all complete and all there or work yeah and i'm always like you know you guys can do whatever you want it's your song now i just wrote it it's gonna be your song put and anything you want put it on but then when it comes back like you know i send my guitars to freaking joel Oxtra or these guys and i'm i'm always like oh my god they're gonna hear my guitar whatever <laughs> and then what comes back is you know the original idea with joel's uh, thing and joel is great into rearranging that but then i i you know if it, it the song was there so yeah i and i think i i can make their their job easier and they can play more freely because the canvas is there if they want they can just take inspiration from that just play it better and and put their own stamp and on the other hand if they want to go you know and change it like when i worked with uh brett gillis uh, we made a deal, you know, I sent the songs and he was like, okay, Ale, what should I do on these songs? The guitar, can I just play the solos? Because the, the, the rhythm guitars are are perfect. And I was like, no, Brad, I mean, just put your own stamp. And uh, anyone like, but how far can I go? I said, it's your song. You're going to be the guitarist on the, on the record. It's not going to be me. So you can do whatever you want, you know. And, you know, if it's for the good of the song, just go go as far as you want. I mean that's amazing. I mean now you just need to learn how to play drums. Well, I mean there's there's on the first Lionville record there's a song where I play drums like actual. Drums. Oh, okay. There you I go. can play drums. Obviously on the demos for for the sake of uh you know making making it just a little easier I I I'm gonna program those drums, but yeah I can play drums. I'm I'm not. Uh, it's it's offensive to say I play drums when. I've been the producer of Carmine Peace and Dean Castro yeah. and freaking the best drummers in the world and Impace and th this guy and that guy. It's very offensive to them, but I can play drums well enough to, to write songs. That's what I always say. <laughs> you can play drums for like a bar band. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> love if I had the time. And if I didn't have, you know, a million things to do, I would love to be a drummer in a band. Yeah. Cause Cause you're the coolest, you know, you groove and I would love to, but in, in another life. Yeah. And you get to walk out on stage first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, th the time has come last time. We didn't have time to do crazy questions. And I told you I was going to have a double dose of them and I got them lined up for you. I, I didn't pick too difficult of ones, but I know that your mind is going to make them difficult. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Crazy questions on Back to the Arena, the interviews. Okay, here we go. Um, I know you just talked about musical instruments. Can you name all of the musical instruments that you can play? I mean, not like that you'd want to play them on an album, but everything that you can play. Well, or maybe it'd be easier to tell me what you can't play. Well, I can play uh, keyboards, obviously, guitars, bass, and drums. All the other instruments, like a little bit of flute, but that's because I did it at uh, you know at uh, at high school, and I yeah I I would love to play saxophone, but you know it's in another lifetime. I don't have. <laughs> I think I don't. I'm not. I'm never gonna have yeah. the time to do that. But I would love to play all instruments if you. If you take me to a violin concert, 
I I'm not gonna sleep. Yeah. I'm gonna be like yeah. Love to play violin. It's like this for every instrument. Yeah. Now, has there ever been a flute part on any of your Edge of Forever song? I mean, I think they would fit in good at the like at the beginning of a song. No, th- no, thank God not. Uh, <laughs> I, I could never do it. Okay. Well, if it comes up on a later album, I want like a little note in the credits. Thank you, thank you for the flute part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could make one band instantly famous that's not famous, uh, what band would that be? Uh, uh, Trucks, uh, Trucks, the Desky Band. Because you know, I, in my opinion, the two of them together are the coolest pair in, in the music business. Derek is the best. Guitar player in the world, the is is the coolest. He's got the greatest sense of melody, and their their band as a as a as song makers and and the live experience when you see them live, they're just the best. And they're they would deserve much bigger stages than they have. And Derek should be, you know, the number one guitarist. Everybody, you know, going like, oh, who's the best living guitar player? It's freaking Derek Trucks. There's nobody like him. He's like at the level of uh, Jeff Beck and you know all the best. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what type of movie would you make if you became a filmmaker? <laughs> Probably something like The Commitments. Okay. Uh, like a, like an like an R and B soundtrack movie of a band of a dysfunctional band making great music. Okay. Sounds like a good movie. Like a blues. Like still crazy, those kind of movies, you know, where great songs but dysfunctional bands, yeah. spine tap, you know, to the max. Okay. Uh, which member of your family, besides your parents, were you closest to as a child? Uh, my brother. Your brother. Okay. And why was that? Why is it just because you were brothers? I mean, did you? Ha- How many brothers and sisters did you have? One, just one. Oh, okay. uh, my brother. We've been. We've been together uh, doing all the first steps. Like we started to play together. We were listening to the same music. We went to the, to the first shows together. And he's the, uh, he's the, uh, the, the, the biggest supporter of everything that I do. Probably bigger than my parents, if, even if it doesn't show, but he would, he would die for me and I would die for him. And, uh, but musically we, we have a special bond, uh, that goes back to when we were like three, four years old, listening to LPs in our living room. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and the day I, I said, I want to be a musician. He won, you know, I said, I want to be a keyboard player. And he was like, I want to be a guitarist. We did that together. We did so many things together and, you know, and our, 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 uh, yeah, our, our, we have a special bond. I, I probably old brothers are like that, but, us were like, you know, we literally die for each other. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, very cool. Uh, if you could be great in one, only one sport, what sport would you choose to be great at? Uh, marathon. I would love to be one of those so, two hours, three minutes marathoners. You know, that can run. You know, freaking twenty six miles in two hours. But even three hours would be good. But I'm, I'm, you know. You know, obviously, right now I'm retired from being from running marathons, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm so slow. I've always been a like a five hours. You know, I'm I'm one of the 
one of the guys in this, you know, in the back <laughs> suffering. Uh, but I would love, I would love to be, you know, when I see, I, I have an admiration and love for all sports. But when I see people running, I'm like, oh my god, that's so, that's so into our nature. There's, there's three things that we've always done in our evolution as a species. It's been running, it's been swimming, and it's been fighting. So when I see martial arts or you know box and swimming of any kind and running of any kind, that's you know these are the most natural things we've done since forever. So that's, that's you know, but but marathon, it, there's something behind the marathon that's unique. It's the sacrifice. It's 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 the pain that you know. And it's the resistance to pain that's just gotcha. incredible. Okay. Uh, do you know how to change a flat tire? And have you ever changed one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like probably two, three times it happened. Uh, but okay. nowadays it's super easy because you have those sprays. That's very easy. Like, <laughs> and you wait for it, you know, to be told. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's really fixing the tire, but. Yeah, but in my car, <laughs> I have, you know an electric car so i don't have a room for the for the you know the the extra tire and the extra yeah and i only have a little spray can <laughs> i still haven't read the instructions i don't even know how to do it but uh you know that's the modern days <laughs> fixing a tire <laughs> yeah uh all right here comes the second part of those questions if you were ever bullied as a child uh, what did you do about it i was I was many times and uh uh on you know contrary to all the other guys I didn't um uh, I didn't take it as a weakness I was like okay you're going to bully me I'm going to freaking destroy the world rule the world become amazing and we'll, I'll watch you in a few years I, I always said watch me Watch me, you're gonna regret being, you know, being my bully because you you will have to come back to me. And, you know, and I'll see your life, I'll see your average life being like that, and I'm gonna be, you know, living the dream. Then that's been the that's literally been the fire for my music because I was I was always like, you know, I need I need something to escape this kind of pain. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm going to be a great musician and I'm going to do great things and I'll watch them in 20 years. And I, you know, if I, <laughs> if I, if I watch them now, they're like, you know, with their average life and, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, you know, betraying their friends and cheating on their wives. And uh, some people are in prison, you know, the drug dealers and, you know, and, and, uh, and, I guess that's the only way that you can that you can face, you know, a bully because I mean if you if you let them win you're going to you're going to make their own game. But uh, I I guess, you know, you you need to find the strength even when it's tough, you need to find the strength, you know, to raise your middle finger and say come freaking watch me. Yeah. I'm going to be your freaking butts, you know, I'm going to be like <laughs> I'm going to, you have to really watch me. Just come watch me. Yeah. I wonder how many of them that bullied you, whether they were boys or girls, you know, now, you know, 
listen to the music that you're producing. Well, and, and don't even know that that that's you. Well, some some might, but you know, it's not. I, I honestly, I don't care. Uh, it was more it was more a challenge with myself, going like I have to prove myself that what they do, it's not because of me. It's it's I am not what they say. I'm, I am not their actions. I'm not, you know, I was the chubby guy. So I was like, you know, bullied because of that. And then during the 90s, I was the only rocker on on the train to school. I was the only guy with, you know, leather jacket and the long curly hair like this with my Afro hair that I, I always had. And, and <laughs> there were only, you know, in, in my region, there were two kinds of people punks they were actually not real punks because they were like bullying people so that's not really the the best punk uh, the the most punk thing to do to a guy and then we had uh a nazi skins and were 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 famous as a region in Italy for having this <laughs> this big you know culture of nazi fascist you know uh, uh assholes and you know sorry for the french <laughs> and uh you know, we've been me and my friends and my brother we've been bullied and uh you know we've had our problems but i've always said i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna prove them right whatever they say i'm gonna freaking prove them wrong whatever i do and um and maybe some of these guys are listening to my music and you know it's i can raise a bigger middle finger now but uh but it was more like a challenge to myself because, you know, when when they bully you, it's it kind of resonates in your head and gets uh, the, you know, it's, it creates a Larson effect. It becomes bigger and bigger in your head and you start believing what they tell you, that what they tell you are, that what they say that you are. And you start going like, mm, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm really stupid because every day I hear this. Maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. And then they win. You let them win. But. You know, a bully, that's, I mean, that's the lowest, that's the lowest level of a person that there, there can be. So they're going to have a sad life. At some point, I'm, I'm, I've never seen a bully having a great life. Never. I mean, even, you know, when you, you turn on the TV and you see these, you know, you know, these people, you know, being like, uh, you know, talking bad about others and being, you know, because bullying can be at many levels. But you see them, you look at them, you're like, how pathetic and sad you yeah. must be to be like that, to be, you know, full of BS like that. Come on. So I've always seen, you know, this as a as a good, you know, ignition to be to be exactly the opposite of what they were yeah. saying. Like that bully over there in uh, Russia. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, if. You know, he says something. I want to be, yeah. I yeah. want to be the opposite. Whatever it says, I'm the opposite. Yeah. You know. All right. This has to be my favorite question. Um, I'm coming to Italy. What would we do if we were given a day together? What would you What would you show me? What would you do with me? Um, Italy, Italy area, or Italy? Yeah, area? wherever wherever you're at. I'm coming to your house. I'm knocking on your door. You're knocking uh, my door. I got 24 hours. What are we doing? So. First of all, we have to split the day into the food uh, sector, the sightseeing sector. So food is going to be, you're going to be blown away. 
because I'll, I'll take you to lunch and have something amazing like pizza or anything because ev everywhere you go in Italy, food is great. And and if, I live in a very, in a great region because I live in the Seven Lakes region, which is lakes, mountains, and it, it's almost like Klondike, you know, it's like, uh, it's a natural, you know, uh, close to the Alps, very, very cool national park. So you would love to see the lakes, you know, like people like Madonna and George Clooney and Bono Vox, they, they've all uh, bought houses on these lakes. It's it's just gorgeous. It's amazing. So food and sightseeing. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully a little bit of rocking somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, we can go to Milano and there's lots of rock and roll there. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Sounds like a good day. Uh, tell me... What time uh, were you born? Do you know the time, exact time that you were born? I think it was like four o'clock in the morning, four a.m. Okay. Does does that make you a night owl? Do you think or? I was I, when I was young. I was a, a night owl, but 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 now I'm like you know I'm 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 a very early bird. I love to wake up very early, get the day done as soon as as possible, and then. You know, enjoy my family, go to bed, wake up early, repeat. <laughs> uh, I'm not even 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 on tour. I I love touring and I love playing. But if we could play afternoon shows, it would be amazing. Because for me to be on stage at nine o'clock, which is almost like, you know, <laughs> bedtime for me. It's uh, I have to sleep during the afternoon and, you know, to be functional at night. And uh, especially as a singer, my best voice is in the morning, Con you know, on the contrary than all the other singers in the world. I'm not able to function as a singer in, in you know, in, in late at night. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh I mean, Ritual has been has been recorded, I guess, not later than 11, 11 a.m. From like 7, 7, maybe 7 a.m. I was starting the sessions at by 11 i was i was done cuz uh then my voice gets really clean as the day goes by and and uh i think it's less interesting well as soon as i wake up it's it's a little husky but it's more resistant and uh that's why i mean when i'm on tour as a singer i always sleep up up until like 20 20 30 minutes to stage time I'm like you can literally see me sleep in 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 uh, the in the dressing rooms, and people are like, "How can you wake up and sing like that?" But that's uh you know that's the best that's the best my best voice is it you know literally in the morning. Wow, that's kind of that's an interesting story that you have to you sing better so you take that nap so that you kind of have that morning voice. Yeah, I'm like so at at ease and clean and new, you know, the new voice, I call it the new voice. While, you know, by this time I've already spoken and sang for hours and my voice gets a little, not flat in a bad way, but less interesting. There's less huskiness and there's less, I'm not able to tell a story the way I can okay. do it in the morning. Gotcha. Uh, here's a dumb question for you. Uh, what are the things that you would bring to the zombie apocalypse? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, 
a, a pizza oven so that wherever we go, you know, we can have pizza. <laughs> probably that and uh, and and a guitar and a guitar. Okay, got to play music for the zombies and feed them pizza. Yeah, yeah. So that at least we can eat pizza and and have some music. Okay. All right, last question for you. We talked about food, and as a vegan like you are, what are three snacks that you would recommend to a non-vegan that you know that they would like? So there's, uh, uh, I love, I literally adore tofu sticks, and I know that tofu is is a tough subject because everybody's like, tofu? But if it's marinated the right way, tofu is an amazing food because it, it literally gets the flavor from from whatever you use to marinate it. So it's if if you use garlic, it's gonna taste like garlic tofu. If you use uh, parsley, it's gonna sound, it's gonna taste like that. And uh, uh, whatever breadsticks, bread crackers, whatever. That is, you know, in my opinion, everything that comes from bread, pizza, and and everything, that's universal language because it's it's gonna be it's always gonna be good. And it's gonna make everybody happy. Pizza yeah. to me is the peace, it's the peace food. If you put a pizza on the table, it's so universal and it's been in so many cultures, that's that's the best food ever. And uh and the king of all snacks. French fries, <laughs> you know, French fries is another peace food. I mean, it's it's everywhere in all cultures and potatoes. If you put together potatoes and and the fryness of frying them and salt, it's the best food ever. OK, very cool. Gourmet tips from Alessandro Del Vecchio. Yeah, <laughs> pizza, <laughs> breadsticks, <laughs> tofu sticks. And and, uh, and 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 French fries, the the queens of snacks. Yeah. Well, just like bread, any way you eat bread, it's good. And just like Edge of Forever, any album you guys put out is good. The new album Ritual is out. Uh, you can get more information about the band at edgeofforever.it, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Edge of Forever Band. Uh, Alessandro, thanks for this extended bonus interview and uh, the double bonus crazy questions. Uh, as always, a great music, a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the show again. Thank you for having me again, and thank you for the support to Edge of Forever and your kind words for our works. And I really hope that people are going to connect to the record as you connected to the record. And uh, I'm 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 sure people will will have a seed planted and and you know and realize that you know life is there's much more to life than just what we see yeah and are we going to have you back a sixth time uh next month when the uh sweet del vecchio album comes out absolutely yes absolutely yes. <laughs> you know that i'm just a message away and anytime i mean anytime but then you have you don't have too much time so much time to come up with the crazy questions so oh, I'm i got a list yes. of them uh, okay okay <laughs> we'll see we'll see what the crazy questions are gonna yeah. be just for that i'm gonna make them twice as hard next time Oh, that's, I love it. I, it's so <laughs> <big> a <day>, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. I, I really do. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for the support. We are going to do one more song for you off of the Ritual album from Edge of Forever. This is Water, Be My Path 
on Back to the Arena, the interviews.
And that will wrap up this extended version of Back to the Arena, the interviews. Thanks again to Alessandro Del Vecchio, who always comes on the show whenever I message him. I appreciate that. Information about the band can be found at edgeofforever.it or on Facebook and Instagram at Edge of Forever Band. Uh, check out that great music and buy that great music uh, those guys are putting out. I'm DC. I'll be back again next time for another great interview and some more great music. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Bye-bye. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Back to the Arena, the interviews podcast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.